This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Do we have Mr. Rivers on with us? Yes, I'm I'm here. I was just talking to the crew. Okay, how are you, Bob Rivers? Pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you both, Nerdly. I am joyous. I am happy. I am full of the holiday spirit, and I'm full of myself, as, as usual. <laughs> Bob, I didn't know, I have to confess, I didn't know it was you all this time. Rush Limbaugh, as you know, we all, first of all, Bob, you have had an amazing career in this broadcast industry. As I read up on your accomplishments, and they are so many, you did mornings in various places, 40, over 40 years of morning radio, and quite successfully. You are a veteran's veteran in this business. You've had just the most amazing a broadcast career yourself. What got you into this business? How old were you when you when you started? Well, that's a great question, Bo, and uh, it goes back to living within the sound coverage of the seventy-seven WABC signal. I uh, was growing up in Connecticut, and I, uh, at about six years old, my grandfather gave me a radio, a transistor radio, and and he gave me a box of batteries, which I went through quickly. And I would listen to songs, and from a very young age, I would goof around and change the lyrics. It was just a, a fun thing to do. And as I got into radio, I, um, you know, and I started doing a morning show, I made a few song parodies, and people loved them. And I thought, what if I did a song parody album of Christmas songs? I wonder, because I, I, even then, you know, I'm even from the age of six, I had a bit, little bit of business acumen. I was like... I'd like to make something they could resell every year. <laughs> <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> and, I, and I noticed the Christmas albums, you know, they keep coming out. And who knew? I mean, that, you know, some 40 years later. But uh, I was worried because at the time, the right to parody had not been ruled on by the Supreme Court as a part of free speech. So you would have to get permission from people to do a song parody. And what I did is I went to the public library and I looked up traditional Christmas songs, Author Unknown. Because ah. it's hard to be sued by Author Unknown. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites, so, so, any, yeah. so one of my yeah, favorites was one of those, of course. I think it was one of those. We used to play so many of your parodies. I did not know they were from the album Twisted Christmas. Which, by the way, you did something that so many recording artists who spend their entire lives in the recording business want as the trophy. They want the gold record. They want the sales. Yes. They want the sales to merit their 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 success. And that album went gold. You 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 are the owner of a gold record. You've done it. Yes, I did not, however, get. On the cover of the Rolling Stone, I think it's that, <laughs> that, but 
it's funny that records that is one of the few things that hangs up in my office and it's a, a source of extreme pride but before you and by the way i love the way you're building me up this is fantastic but i have to stop here for one second and say there's something spiritual about the way this whole thing came down because it really wasn't just me if you notice unlike weird al i don't sing the songs myself i'm more like uh, tom sawyer huck finn come help me paint this fence and my higher power put all these wonderful people in my life who do all this incredible singing. I met arrangers. I met some of the people on some of the albums are super famous, even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, I had a standing agreement with them that they, that they would play on the record if I took that and never told another soul as long as I lived that they were on it. So wow, um, really a blessing. Yeah. That explains something to me. You know, I'm I, I'm a music lover. And when I listen to, number one, your arrangements of these songs, I listen to the orchestration. I listen to the harmonies. I listen to the way that these songs are constructed, the drama of the build on them. It is so unbelievable. I mean, these would be, it was a hit record in the genre of parody, but these would be hit records just based on the production alone. And so now you've just explained how you were able to do that. Yes, and, and I, I was a frustrated uh, musician myself. I was, you know, I wished I, everybody, hey, in that era, everybody bought a guitar and wanted to be a rock star, or in my case, keyboards. And I didn't have that thing. There's this thing you have to have to be great. Uh, what's it called? Oh, talent. and also also you have to be willing to lock yourself in a room and practice practice you have to put in that ten thousand hours and so here i really wanted to be a musician and what i found was i had a blast having conversations and producing and doing things like that and really i had fun on the radio and so doing the twisted tunes of the twisted christmas was a way to you know follow my uh, passion, the hobby of music, and have it be good for the radio. And when I first started doing them, I didn't have a record deal or anything. I just sent them out to everybody. I sent them out to New York. I, I sent them to Scott Shannon. I sent them to Rick Dees. And all these guys started playing it. And uh, they all said, this is the Scott Shannon Morning Singers. <laughs> 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 People would call me and say, oh, they're playing their songs. And then when the record came out, of course, uh, and by the way, I didn't care. I was a ra- I'm was a radio lover. I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. It, you know, to me, if I could make someone smile and make them happy with the songs, and also as long as my parents liked them because I was raised a strict Catholic. And, oh. Uh, you know, I couldn't well, listen, get too edgy. Yes. Well, Bob, listen, it is such a treat. You know the business. I'm up against the clock, and I want to play my favorite of your songs. Can I ask him one question before? Sure, you go ahead, Scott. Just real quick. Did you sing? Because I, I, there's a song you made, the Who Put the Stump in the Rump, which I had not heard until last year, so it's new to me. Did you sing yeah. that song? Is, is that you on there? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, if you hear a baritone part and some guy who sounds like he was auto-tuned and pitch-corrected, that was probably me. Got it. <laughs> Bob, we hope to have you back. Please tell people where they can find you. I can tell right now, BobRivers.com, you can find amazing information. You're still doing a podcast, and you're still active, correct? Yeah, I still do a weekly podcast, and uh, just search Bob Rivers on any of the podcast platforms. Go to BobRivers.com, 
and, you know, p- pick up the albums, but really enjoy them. Uh, and uh, God bless you all. Thank you very much for having me on WABC. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.